Can you say amen to that? Anytime I say something really good, I I won't be shocked if you go amen. Okay. Let's practice it. Ready? Give me me a real loud amen. Ready? One more. Okay. So if you do that, when I say something that sounds really good, you know, uh, either that or if it's bothering you, say, oh, me. No. Okay. So. We're, we're realizing, as we've been talking for the, probably, this is probably fourth or fifth, sixth time that we've talked about this, we've been talking about, above everything, God wants you wealthy and well, right? He wants us well. He wants us wealthy and well. We talked about, from Galatians 3, in verse 13, that Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law. When, on, on the night that we talked about that, we talked about... Um, the fact that in Deuteronomy 28, all the curses that are listed, not only the curses that were listed, there's a verse in there, verse 62 in Deuteronomy 28 says, even the curses that aren't in here will come upon you, the curse. Well, Galatians 3.13 says, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law, amen, being made a curse for us. So, Any sickness, any disease of any kind that's ever come against mankind, he took on himself. So we're free. Amen? We're healed. We're whole because of what he did. Not because of how I feel and the way it looks. So no matter how something looks today, that something is subject to change. Right? God wants us healed in our bodies, but healing in the body doesn't happen until you're healed in your soul. You don't really get well in your body. It's not about losing weight. I mean, mean, there's a lot of skinny, sick people. It's not about losing weight. It's about being healthy. That's that's our vision. You understand? Because if you, you, uh, I, I saw this show, this documentary one time about, and it was mostly about women that were on different magazines, and how the photography cut their bodies off. And so, so they, were showing, they were showing different people in, and, and their bodies looked a certain way on the front of a magazine and then it showed the real them. It was deception. And how many people walk by and look at the front of those magazines and think, I'll never look like that. Well, they don't either. <laughs> huh? See, don't be looking at magazines. Don't be comparing yourself to someone else. God made you, and I promise you, if you want some things to change in you, you just let the Word change you. And that's what I'm trying to get to tonight. No, I'm not trying. I will. We're getting to that place tonight to understand it's the Word that changes us. When your thinking changes, the way you have a perception of life, then everything in the natural will change. It will change. Can you say amen? We looked at Psalm 107 and um, verse 20 on on another one of the nights. 107 and 20. And he sent his word and he healed them and delivered them from their destructions. God sent his word. Who is the Word? 
Jesus is the living word. God sent him for us and he delivered us of all sickness, of all disease, and of all destruction. You know, you know, you know what that says to me? He delivered me from self-destructing. I didn't get an amen out of that. I mean, I was going to, amen. I mean, that is true. How many people self-destruct? I, I saw a stat a while back of how many suicides there are every day in America. It's staggering. Why? Because people are self-destructing. Why? Only one reason. Because they don't know the redemptive power of the God that sent the living word to heal us and deliver us and set us free out of all destruction, self-destruction or any other kind. Can you say amen to that? I will not self-destruct because I'm connected to him. Can you say amen? Amen. Um, so tonight, I, I want you to follow with me on the word heart. I want you to follow with me on the word heart in the next few passages of scripture that we're going to look at. Look at Luke chapter 5. <clears throat> Luke chapter 5. We're going to start and read, start reading with verse 17. I want you to see this story. <clears throat> now it happened on a certain day as he was teaching that there were Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting by who had come out of every town of Galilee, out of Galilee, Judea, and of Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was present to heal them. The Pharisees, the teachers of the law, were sitting by who had come out of every town of Galilee, Judea, and Jerusalem, and the power of God was present to heal them. Then, behold, men brought on a bed a man who was paralyzed, whom they sought to bring in and lay before him, and when they could not find how they might bring him in, because of the crowd, they went up on, on the housetop, and, you know, I mean, surely the, the roof didn't have holes in it, and it says, and so they must have cut a hole in the roof, and they let him down with his bed through the tiling into the midst before Jesus. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said to them, man, your sins are forgiven you, the guy on the stretcher. When he saw the faith of the guys bringing him through the roof, he looked at the guy on the stretcher and he said, your sins are forgiven you. Now, I want to say this. It says, when he saw their faith, you will never separate faith and the heart. They have to go together. Because real Bible faith comes from the heart. It comes from in here, not from off the top of this. Not out of just your mind. Real Bible faith comes from the heart. And when he saw their faith, he saw people that had some developed faith, faith from the heart. And he said to the man, 
your sins are forgiven you. Verse 22. And when Jesus perceived their thoughts, now, now the, the Pharisees got, got totally bent out of shape because he said, your sins are forgiven you. Now I want you to notice one thing that Jesus didn't say right there. And in any passage that you read of this account, he didn't say this. Some people think he said this, but he didn't say what I'm fixing to say. He didn't say, I forgive your sins. He said, your sins are forgiven. See, he only said and did what Father said. So Father said, tell him his sins are forgiven. Wouldn't you think you'd tell a sick man, in, the, you know, in my name I command you to be well and get off that stretcher? Don't you think that'd be the first thing that he'd say? No. Jesus was in hammering doctrinal truths. And coming against Pharisees and Sadducees, not the people, but their doctrine, their thinking. It was wrong. It was off. Now watch what he said about these guys. They were really upset with him. And it says in verse 22, And when Jesus perceived their thoughts, he answered and he said to them, Why are you reasoning in your hearts? Why are you reasoning in your heart? Why are, why? I mean, something good is happening here. I mean, isn't, I mean, I mean, if, if Joey comes in here tonight, he's the first time he's come in here, and I have a prophetic word for him, and he's living, you know, just a horrible life, or things are going on in his life, or whatever, and I have a prophetic word for him, I said, you know what? I want you to know tonight, you're forgiven. I mean, is everybody going to go, uh, pastor saying he, he's forgiven. I mean, man, I saw him the other night and he was this and that and the other. You're not going to do that. Not when you're forgiven. You want people to feel forgiven. You want people to get over their mistakes. You want people to get past that. Man, these people are throwing a fit. That he said, your sins are forgiven. You know what? You know what was keeping that man from getting well? He didn't feel like he could be well. Why? Because of all the mistakes he made. See, because father knew. And then Jesus said, you're reasoning in your hearts trying to figure this thing out. And I'll just tell you tonight, you and I have to get away from reasoning in our hearts. We have to believe in our hearts that what God says is true. And when we believe it, it'll come to pass exactly the way he said it will. Every single time. Not reasoning. Can you say amen? amen. Look at Proverbs 4. <clears throat> and verse 7. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom, and in all you're getting, get understanding. Exalt her, and she will promote you. She will prosper you. She will heal you. She will empower you. She will bring you honor when you embrace her. Her who? Her wisdom. Okay? So, in a nutshell, just simply, very simply, Wisdom, wisdom of God is the knowledge of God's word revealed that is acted upon. I'm going to say it again. 
The wisdom of God is the knowledge of God's word that is revealed in your heart that you act upon. Now, I'm going to give you something that I, I know is true. And when I'm saying this, I know this about myself, okay? I'm looking at myself when I'm saying what I'm saying to you. The wisdom of God that is the principal thing, that if you embrace her, she'll honor you and exalt you, she'll promote you, heal you, advance you, and move you forward. Why? Because the wisdom of God is the Word of God revealed and acted upon. Now listen to me. The action will come to you through the revelation. Now, that's true, but you know why that's so important? Because what's not working for me, where things are not working for me, it's because it's not been revealed to me. Because when the Word of God gets revealed in my heart, I will act. Because the action is in the faith. It's in the revelation. I'm going to say this again. I want you to catch this. You need to catch it and meditate on it. If you're not doing certain things that you need to be doing, it's because in that area, the Word of God has not been revealed to you, so you don't have the wisdom of God, which is the principal thing, which will advance you and heal you and deliver you and set you free. You're not, that's not working and, and developing on the inside of you, so you're not acting on the Word of God because it's not being revealed. You know what that says? In all of our lives, it shows us how much time we spend in our head trying to figure things out instead of putting our confidence in the revealed word doing the work because the revelation itself will cause my actions to come about there are a lot of people there are a lot of Pharisees and Sadducees today I'm not being critical of anybody I'm saying when you get locked in trying to figure out how to overcome something in your head, listen, if anybody knows this, I know it. You get locked in in your head trying to figure out how to overcome something, you will get to a place where you get discouraged, and then what happens is you get mad at the rest of the world about what's not working in your life. You'll get mad at people, you'll take it out on your wife, you'll take it out on your kids, you'll take it out on other people, people that are closest to you, family members, people at work and everything else. You'll start talking bad about other people so it kind of makes you feel better. The revealed word creates the wisdom that I need to make it in life. No wisdom, no victory. Plain and simple. Proverbs, the same chapter, the 20th verse. My son, give attention to my words. What are the words equal? Give attention to my word, which is my wisdom. See, because, listen to me. So, 
take a verse of scripture. Greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. Okay? That's wisdom. See, because God's word is so, whether you believe it or not. But until that becomes wisdom to me, I'm going to feel like I'm living my life fighting against things that are bigger and better and badder than I am. Things that are winning in every situation I find myself in. Every battle, it seems like something else is winning because my faith is not. It's not been revealed in my heart that the greater one lives in me. And when it's not revealed in your heart, you're not going to act like and do as though it's so. You see something? No, I don't care. I don't care. Devil, I don't care. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what it appears to be. The Word of God says this. That's how you develop it. You have to take every situation and every instance and you have to make it your own. Listen to me. 1 John 4, 4, uh, 4 that we just, I just quoted, <laughs> that is wisdom. He said, let me have that verse again. Uh, verse 20 of uh, Proverbs 4. That's a pretty little background thing, that wealth and wellness thing. I like that. My son, give attention to my words. And he's saying, my words are, are wisdom. Incline your ear to what I'm saying. Verse 21. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Verse 22. For their life to those that find them and health to all their flesh. Where does health and wellness start? From me giving attention to the word, inclining my ear to it, spending and valuing and, and, and giving more time to what God is saying to me than what other things or people are saying. Where you don't see action, you don't see manifestation, but you won't see action where there's no revelation. Because the action, listen, if, if, I, if, if I come to Randy and, and I've got a basket of a million dollars in my hand right here, and I'm telling Randy that, and I said, Randy, all you got to do is stand up and get it. I mean, I've known Randy for a long time, and he's a pretty smart guy. And if all he's got to do is stand up and walk to me and grab this million dollars, and he trusts me that there's no strings attached, well, yeah, but pastor's that way, and he kind of does this, and he's going to probably expect this, and he's going to want to tithe out of it, or <laughs> I don't know. You, you know what I'm saying? No, I mean, I, I'm saying... Like some string attached to this million bucks. But if he trusts me, and that's what he has to do, there ain't going to be any reasoning. Why? Because he believes. See, the action is when you believe. And you'll never believe if you're not giving attention, inclining your ear, and meditating on the things that you're hearing and doing something with it like I just said. No, 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 no. The greater one lives in me. I don't care what it looks like. I heard that report. Somebody said this. 
I got this doctor report about my body. No, 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 no. I don't care what the doctor said. Father, I thank you that your word is true. That's where I start with my mouth, and that's where I get things in line. And you don't wait. You don't wait to do that. Okay, one day I'll try that. No, no, no. Don't wait until there's some, you know, incurable disease coming against your physical body to say you're going to try that. See, it doesn't work that way because it's not trying it, it's believing it. So we have to put it to work on a day-to-day basis. It has to be a part of our lives or things like that don't work. You, you know why sometimes this message isn't real popular? Because there's so much of the responsibility that's on us. Yeah. You see? And the responsibility is not in trying to make ourselves well because the Bible's real clear. Bodily exercise, plans for eating well and doing all those kind of things, they're good. But they only profit a little if you're not doing anything with your thinking. Yeah. Don't, give, don't misunderstand me when I'm, I'm saying it's good to exercise, good to eat right. I, I'm, I'm in a plan right now, in, in, and I've been on it for 20 years. It's taken me 20 years to get to the point where I'm right, at right now where I'm really seeing it beginning to work in my life, okay? So that's good, but it's no good if you don't have the revelation. Yeah. See, you know why? Because you'll start, stop, start, stop, start, stop, start, stop, start, stop. I don't, I, I'm done with start-stop. I'm not just talking about health and healing. I'm talking about every area of your life. We have to believe these things. Amen. Can you say amen? amen? He said this in verse... Uh, uh, I, I like this. In the King James... Uh, well, it's not the King James. The word health there, if you, if you click on the word health right there, that word health in the Hebrew is the word medicine. I just saw it right here. I clicked on it, and it's the word medicine. So when you give attention to your word, you incline your ear to his sayings, you don't let them depart from your eyes, keep them in the midst of your heart, then it becomes medicine to all of your flesh. Listen to me. How many have ever had a diagnosis about something? I don't care if it's a flu or a cold or some kind of deal. You went to a doctor and they gave you medicine to take. And if you take this three times a day in two weeks, you'll be fine. Okay? So it's a prescription. And you take it. Well, the wisdom of God, the Word of God, the wisdom and the Word are one and the same. When you're not afraid of that process and you're spending time in the process and making that real to you, then what happens is the word becomes like you're taking something, like it's an injection, something that's making your body well. And you literally begin to see your body get well. You begin to believe that it is because of what you're saying, not just because of the things that you're doing. But when you're saying it and you're believing it, you'll find yourself doing the things that you need to do to be well. So see, you, you can't have one without the other. You can't just say, well, I'm just believing God and I'm going to eat everything that's not tied down. I mean, that doesn't work either, see? Because that's not what God's telling you to do. But you can't have the other without the revelation. You've got to know that you've been redeemed by the blood of Jesus and what he did is enough. Amen? And then what will happen is you'll find yourself seeking out wisdom and ideas and gleaning from people and things that people are saying to do, and you'll find from the Holy Ghost what fits for your body. 
And when you find what fits for you, then it works. But it works because you've heard the voice of God, you've done what he said, right? And when you've done what he said, it always works. Can you say amen? amen. Verse 23 uh, says this, keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. Um, can, you, can you give me those four verses uh, that I just read, 20, 21, 22, 23? Can you give me those in the Message Bible? I want you to follow with me in the Message. Just, I'm just going to read these. Go get a, get a Message translation or if you have a Bible app and look at it. <clears throat> Dear friend, listen well to my words. Tune your ears to my voice. Keep my message in plain view at all times. Concentrate. Learn it by heart. I'm going to say that again. Learn it by heart. Those who discover these words live, really live, body and soul, they're bursting with health. Man. Now, get, get, now the, the next couple. Yeah, uh, yeah, go ahead. Where you are. Keep Vigilant watch over your heart. That's where life starts. Man, I like that. Keep vigilant watch over your heart. In what way? What the 20th verse said in the New King James. My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to what I say. Don't let them depart from your sight. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Their life to those who find them and health and wholeness and wellness to all their flesh. Keep vigilant watch over your heart, making sure you're doing those things. That's where life starts. Don't talk out of both sides of your mouth and avoid careless banter, white lies, and gossip, and on and on, right? But don't talk out of both sides of your mouth. Don't say one thing and do something else. So God wants us to develop this consistent life where we believe in the Word, we do what the Word says, okay? And it becomes something that in our heart we believe will come to pass. I'm going to pray for you tonight about something that I believe you're going to catch tonight and go home with here in just a moment. You're going to catch this. Colossians 1, i got two passages left and I'm through. Colossians 1. And verse um, 12. <clears throat> Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. Now, there's a few things said here, but this is what I'm going to focus on. The light represents the Word of God. The Word of God is the wisdom of God. The wisdom of God is the principal thing. In all your getting of wisdom, get the understanding that you need to know what God's trying to get over to you because there lies the empowerment that the Word brings to your life to do the Word. 
Yeah, but I don't know about all that doing. Now listen, the doing's in the revelation. So the more time I spend giving attention to the word, putting it before my ears, putting it in my eyes, declaring it and speaking it out of my mouth, taking the word and doing surgery on a situation when my mind is saying one thing, yet the word says something else. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And in the natural, yeah, but what about this report? No, no, no. I believe the report of what the word says here, the greater one's in me, and that stuff has no place to to affect my body. That's where it starts. That doesn't mean that every single time, instantaneously, everything's going to leave your physical body that's wrong with it. That means your thinking is beginning to change. Because God's desire above everything is that you live well and you live wealthy as your thinking changes. It, it, it's not just a new idea or a new thought, but those new ideas and new thoughts begin to be ways of life that are happening on the inside of you. Because when it's in my heart, then it's work. And He's qualified me to be on the receiving, inheriting end of the wisdom of God. He's already qualified me. Say that, He's qualified me. He's already qualified you to be a recipient of the wisdom of God. And remember, the wisdom of God holds the empowerment for the action. Think about it for a minute. When you don't want to do something, and somebody's hounding you about doing it, the hounding may, you know, kind of work for a while, or somebody holding you accountable to something, that might work for a while, but it will never work in a consistent way in your or my life if, if I don't believe it. You think about it. If you learn something and you believe it, nobody has to make you do it. As I was growing up, my, my, uh, my father was a golf professional, and so he taught me golf, and so, I, so he would, uh, I, and that's where I spent all my time, is playing golf. I spent all my time playing golf, and I learned how to play, and when he would show me something, I, I'd be hitting a ball, and, or I'd, be, I'd, I'd, hit, I'd hit a golf ball, and, or I'd be playing in a tournament, and, and all through the tournament, I was doing this one thing, and I, and, and I would, and I would come out away from the tournament, I didn't play well, and I'd be frustrated, I'd be out on the driving range practicing again, hitting it, I mean, to the point that I had big calluses all over my hands, you know, playing golf and wanting to be good at what I was doing, and he'd come out there, and he'd stand behind me and just watch me hit a few shots, and he'd said, uh, you know, your head's too far back, just move it here, oh my gosh, man, I'd start hitting it, and I'm thinking, man, he's right, why, because I believed what he said. He was a good, he was a good teacher, and he taught me how to play, and I was good because of the way he taught me. He'd just tell me one thing, move your head up, boom. And I mean, I'd get excited, I'm ready to go tell everybody about it. See, you see, the action was there. And, and most of the time, especially in my, in my younger years into high school and college, most of the time that turned in to better golf tournaments right after he told me what to do. Why? Because I believed what he said, and I practiced it. And, and did I just go hit three balls and say, ah, okay, now it'll work. No, no, man, I hit, a, I hit more buckets and more buckets and more buckets and hit, and, and it became more, uh, you know, natural to me. So when I got in a tournament, I just remember what he said, move your head up, 
hit it right. You know, I won tournament after tournament after tournament because I believe what he told me. See, when I believe it, then there's the action. You don't have to make yourself. 15 people don't have to light a fire under you to try to get you to do something that you know is right for you to do. You'll do it because you believe it. And he's already qualified you to be on the receiving end of that wisdom that has the power to empower you to do. Now, last verse, one verse, Matthew 13. Don't put it on the board quite yet. I'll tell you when to put it up. Matthew 13 and verse 15, but don't put it on the board yet. So, man, I mean, this just settles it right here. I mean, for anything, healing in any way, physically, mentally, emotionally, in any way, this settles it right here. And this is a prophecy that Jesus was quoting from the prophet Isaiah about what we're talking about tonight. Matthew 13, 15. And I'll tell you to put it up in just a second. Um, So, how many in here, you could just say, just just everybody, if you believe this, if this is your desire, just lift up one hand when I tell you this in a moment, or I ask you this in a moment. Does everybody in here desire to be well? Okay, I mean... Who doesn't? And, 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 and the world, I was, I was watching television the other night, and uh, I counted how many prescription drugs were advertised in four minutes. I mean, it was staggering. And why are the prescription drugs on television? I mean, do you ever see a commercial about a prescription drug that is a down and outer? I mean, man, they're on boats, they're flying high, they're going, I mean, they're going everywhere, you know, they're drinking Michelob Light somewhere, I mean, doing whatever. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it, I mean it's everywhere. I mean, it's a great life because this medication is doing something for their life. But when you hear the side effects, oh my God, I mean, is it just me or does anybody else hear those things? I mean, I mean, I, I, you know, I'm not, don't say that, you know, pastor's preaching against the pharmaceutical industry, whatever, okay, you do whatever you got to do, but I mean, just, I mean, sometimes it's like staggering, you know, you know, you, you've got some ailment over here and, you know, this is going to cause you to bleed to death and, you know, doing all, I mean, oh my gosh, suicidal thoughts and I'm, I'm going, so we're going to take this pill to help this problem. See, but people want to get well, so they'll take anything, and, well, maybe that won't happen to me. Because people want to be well, right? Everybody's looking to be well. And yet, the plan for being well is in the pages of this iPad. You know what I'm saying? They're in the pages of the Bible. 
He's the author of will. He created us will. He, he, he qualified us to be on the receiving end of well, 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 well. He did. Now, I mean, I don't know if any of you think this way, but if you're sitting there thinking this way, thinking, I know people that aren't well. And what about them in regards to what you're saying because they're not well? Here's my deal with that. This week, um, Shannon had her little baby early, and he came out at not even a pound, right? Yeah, right. And what he needed, everybody say, thank God for the medical industry. Thank God for the medical industry, okay? Thank God for them. But what he needed was people that had heard word like what we're talking about tonight that would daily, throughout the day and the night, speak over his life. He needed that more than he needed anything else. More than anything, he needed the word over him. And because they're connected to this place, and that went out in prayer, I mean words of medicine are are filling that little boy up, and I mean he's getting stronger and stronger and stronger. See, listen, there's all kinds of stuff out there. There's sickness and disease everywhere. It's everywhere. And what you and I have to realize is that the Bible doesn't say stuff doesn't come against us, but when it comes, what do we have to battle with? I mean, this little guy had no control over him being born as early as he was, right? But we have control over things if we'll believe what we're saying and we spend time meditating on this stuff for the good of others. It's not just about us, it's for others. Every time a prayer request comes to my phone on, my, on a text that it comes through, it always comes to my wife and I, I mean, instantaneously the word comes out of our mouth. We speak the word. And the word is medicine to the flesh of those that are going through the things that they're going through. It's not about just you know, this applying to me when, you know, someday if I feel really bad in my body. Man, if you're waiting till then, I mean, that's a bad thing to do. You need to be practicing it now on the good of other people. Now, I don't know why I had this thought tonight, but anybody know what this is? You know that, but you don't want them to answer. Oh, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. This is our church business card, okay? And it says, join us, okay? Out in the, at the info station out there, you'll find these little cards, you know? Don't take 25 of them and leave them at home and do nothing with them. Pick up two of them and invite somebody to come here because we got something to say to them. Everybody in this town needs to hear this message tonight. Not just because I'm not, I'm not saying it because I'm preaching it. I'm telling you, people need to hear it. There's lots of people preaching this. People need to hear this 
Because it's the life and soul of humanity being set free of the bondage that the enemy wants to keep people in. And when we know the simplicity of this, you take a deep breath and just let the word come in your ear, in your eyes, come out of your mouth. Spend more time. If all you do is come to church on Sunday and you do nothing else, okay, then start, take two minutes every day and speak something from the Bible. Just start with that. Because I promise you, the more you do it, two minutes will turn into five minutes because you want it. That's the way the word is because the word, as it becomes revelation to you, is the wisdom of God that has the empowerment on you to be the doer that you really want to be. Everybody say, I'm a doer. It won't hurt you if you say that 40 times a day. I'm a doer of the word of God. I'm not just a hearer of the word. I'm a doer and I will not be deceived and let the enemy talk me out of not getting in the word because I'm not seeing something change by tomorrow afternoon. He said, if you don't quit, you'll see the results. Every single time. How many in here will raise your hand and say, you'll get two cards and pass these out to somebody that you find? Come on, raise your hand if you'll actually give somebody a card. All it says is, join us. And on the back, it tells you the service times and whatever. People need to come. I don't know why. That, that's all free. But, <clears throat> um, but Hebrews 13, 15. Go ahead and put that on the screen. 15th verse of Hebrews 13. Uh, what did I say? Matthew. I'm, saying, I'm, I'm looking at Matthew and saying Hebrews. Matthew 13, 15. For the hearts of this people have grown dull. Their ears are hard of hearing. And their eyes they have closed. This is Isaiah prophesying of what it would look like from after Jesus until today and on. Lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears lest they should understand with their hearts and turn so that I should heal them. And what that says, what that prophecy says is, my healing is in me turning and changing my thinking. My healing comes from my heart. He said, if you will, I'm telling you today, if you will, from this day forward, just, I don't care if it's a little bitty baby step, just increase your hearing, increase your seeing. What does seeing have to do with hearing? Because you've got to read. You, you can't just listen you have to read. You need to resource yourself with books and, and things that are going to build you and build your spirit. You've got to resource yourself. You've got to read the Bible. Not just hear it, but read it. Well, I don't like to read. Learn. Learn. I never finished a book in my whole life until I got born again. I had books in high school 
that still had the you know new books that still had that seal over the front of it at the end of the year. Never even opened it. Paid my way through part of my school. Didn't want to take the time to learn. And then I got to college and realized I didn't know how to learn and I better hurry up. Didn't give me any good. And then I, I got born again and started reading the Bible. Started resourcing myself with, with things. And I, I've read hundreds of books now because I've taught myself to like to read. And even if you read a book and you say, you know, I read it, but I don't understand it, it doesn't matter. You finished it. Go to the next one. And your understanding will begin to develop and your seeing and your thinking and, your, and how you perceive things will begin to develop in ways that you've never seen in your life before. And then what happens? You become a doer. Tonight, this is what I'm praying. Everybody stand to your feet tonight. <clears throat> this is what I'm praying over you tonight. Glory to God. Father, I thank you for the anointing. Just, just begin to thank the Lord just in here tonight. Just, just personally, you just thank him right where you're at. Just, just acknowledge how great God is. And in, 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 in the, the way I do that is just, Father, I, I just thank you so much for the word. And I, I, I'm thanking him right now for the word that I preach tonight. You thank him for the word that you've heard tonight. Just begin to thank him and be grateful for the word, the power of the word. It's not who preached it, it's what was said. It's the anointing on it, amen? It's the anointing that liberates us and sets us free. Just begin to thank him for that right now. Glory to God. Glory, 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 glory. Father, I include myself in this. I, I, I desire to be a greater doer than I've ever been before. I believe every person at the sound of my voice tonight desires to be a stronger, more convicted doer of the right things. Doing the right thing at the right time in the right place just because it's right is more valuable than gold, I'm telling you tonight. I'm going to say it again. Doing the right thing doing the right I, I'm just saying it. You, you don't need to repeat it. I'm just saying it again. Doing the right thing at the right time, for the right reason, just because it's right, not because someone's looking or anything else, is more valuable to you than gold because it will produce whatever you need. And tonight, Lord, I declare over everybody in this house, myself included, that we are seeing greater, we are hearing greater in the name of Jesus, in all our seeing and hearing, we are declaring greatness every day, no matter what things look like. We're not moved by what we see, only by what we know. And in our declaration of what we're seeing and hearing, revelation is manifesting like never before. I see people advancing and moving forward in in financial things and physical things and mental things where marriages are concerned in every way lord you have qualified us tonight to be on the receiving end of wellness of wealth of wholeness of right marriages of right relationships of every kind and tonight lord my prayer 
and their agreement with my prayer is that we walk in your wisdom and your understanding from today on for the rest of our lives like we have never known before. Because it is the principal thing. It's more important than silver and gold. It's more important than just seeing symptoms leave my body. Because it will produce the ability to maintain and live a wealthy and a healthy life. Father, tonight we bless you, we honor you, and we give you all the praise. And everybody said amen, amen. and amen. Listen, I just heard this in my spirit. And think, just remember this. <clears throat> when you have a problem, you have something that has attacked your body, your mind, your finances, your marriage, I don't care what it is. Remember this. Remember this thought. If it's sickness in your body, you don't have you don't have a sickness issue. It's not a problem with sickness and disease. It's a wisdom issue. Did you hear me? When you're lacking revelation about something, that's not the problem. Don't focus on the problem. The real issue is the lack of wisdom. And the lack of wisdom can be changed immediately by you hearing and seeing and understanding and declaring and walking in the power that that revelation produces. Remember, it's not a sickness problem. Not at all. It's a wisdom issue. Amen? Amen.